Hello, you are listening to the All Girls School podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Barrett, a graduate from an all-women's college in Virginia. This podcast aims to highlight the diverse experiences and life journeys of graduates from all women's colleges. Listeners can expect to hear candid conversations about a wide variety of topics. This podcast strives to be in an inclusive space, so some guests may identify themselves as non-binary or trans. I hope you're ready because class is about to start. All right. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the All Girls School podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Barrett, she, her pronouns. Each week, I sit down with someone who has attended and or graduated from an all-women's college. This week, I am joined yet again by a Mary Baldwin alum. I promise I do plan to have an alum from another women's college, um, but I'm still working on growing my network of contacts, so feel free to email me. Um, if you're interested in being on the podcast. Uh, anywho, back to today's guest. Uh, she is, dare I say, one of my mentors from college, but I want to make sure I don't give her too much credit because God knows her ego doesn't need it. Um, today, I am joined by Sarah McFarlane. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, can you introduce yourself and share your pronouns with listeners? Yeah, so my name is uh, Sarah McFarland. She, her pronouns. Um, do you like want my age and weight or? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, tell us a little bit about like what you do if you're uh, comfortable with that. Yeah, so I am currently an army officer. Um, I work at the Pentagon, mm -hmm. and I'm getting ready to move away from Washington D.C. to go back to Fort Liberty, North Carolina. Exciting. All right. Um, so it has been uh, a little while since I've seen you. Last time we saw each other was, of course, um, pretty on brand for both of us. We were at a concert. Yeah. Um, a great concert. It was a great concert. Um, it was Brandy Carlisle and it was Red Rocks. So <clears throat> not only was the artist amazing, but the venue, the venue. was top notch. Um, but a lot of things have happened. So I really am curious. Um, I know you were <clears throat> a big fan of Queen Elizabeth. Um, how are you coping with her passing? Because she has passed since the last time I saw you. Yeah. So I was at work when the news broke. Um, and my best friend actually happened to be in London for work. And so I got an up close view live from FaceTime during like the when they moved her body on the casket, like the horse-drawn carriage type thing. And I mm -hmm. felt as if I were grieving with the royal family. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's a devastating loss, but she's you just have to respect that she's mm -hmm. lived such a full life. Um, but yeah, no, and I mean, and I think a lot of things are like overshadowed with the Harry Meghan thing, yeah. which <laughs> baffles me. But um, thank God they're not a part of it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So I stand with what I say. Okay. Um, it's funny because speaking of the death of the queen, I was a middle school teacher for a little while. And there was a student who, um, it was maybe like a week before the queen died, brought one of the teachers that I co-teach with, uh, Katie, brought her... <laughs> A picture of Queen Elizabeth II and asked her if she could like hang it up in her room like her classroom because mm -hmm. she loved Queen Elizabeth yeah. II and then literally like maybe a week or two later clearly that was the student yeah. jinxed it yeah um that student was devastated and I was like I bet I know who else is devastated <laughs> uh must be Sarah <laughs> as she's crying in front of all her co-workers yeah, yeah. <laughs> at work yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, um, excuse me, I need to take uh, leave the day of the funeral. Um, I need appropriate time to grieve. I literally took the newspaper, like, the queen is dead from time. <laughs> Get it I forget what, I forget what, um, Get it shadow newspaper box. it was, but I hung it on the side of my, like, uh, I worked beside the microwave, such a fancy place. And I hung The Queen is Dead, and it's, I believe, still there. I'll, I'll check the office space uh, this week and report back. But wow. 
I had to let Are everyone you able know. To send a picture, or can you not take a picture? I can't take pictures in there. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Wow. But I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that it's there. It I is. believe you. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I know uh, Sarah. Believe it or not, we're not sisters. I know we both have red hair. Uh, we're not sisters. Um, but we went to college. She was a year older, um, maybe a little wiser. Maybe. Debatable. Um, and uh, she does come up in our um, pilot episode because she is partially the reason why um, Amanda Har- Harrison and I <clears throat> are best friends. Because uh, <laughs> I wanted to get better at running. Um, and so I was like, who's really good at running? And, uh, you know, it was Sarah and still is. I'm sure you could probably smoke me like any day of the week. Like, it, I'm not in a good place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> running. Um, that's why I get scared to post my pace on Instagram. I'm like, I'm letting you do your thing before okay. I really start. I'm like, 936. I know. What in the world? I know. I'm like, oh, man. There were, if you ever saw where I didn't post my pace, where it's just like the map only, yeah. that's because I was like, I don't want Sarah. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, you know, getting back into it, <laughs> at least you're doing it. Yeah. I'll be positive about, yeah, thing the negative, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I asked, uh, if I could run with her and she was like, sure, let's see if any of your other sister Knowles will run. Um, and, you know, in college, maybe your personality, I mean, wasn't the most approachable. So weirdly enough, when I asked their sister Knowles, they were like, hell no. Uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Harrison and I are both just crazy enough to do it. So to do it. So she said yes. Um, yeah, and we started. Yeah, like that literally brought us together, and we started hanging out more, and essentially became best friends. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, she won't admit it, but she really enjoyed our company and being our um, running mentor. She'll never admit it. Um, uh, we already pointed out that I have a astounding memory, and uh, <laughs> so one thing I do remember from college uh, is that you were obsessed with someone who is a particularly well known um, graduate from an all women's college. Uh, <clears throat> many may know her by the name Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, just out of curiosity, what was it about Hillary? Like, what? where did that obsession come from? So oddly enough, and thank you for delving into my past. Um, Always. I, my mom was married to a guy in the Navy, and he was stationed at Norfolk. When the USS Cole bombing happened, I believe in like 2001, right right before they were getting ready to leave the administration, the Clintons. And I got to go to the ceremony for like the memorial service or whatever. Um, And the president, and she was the first lady at the time, and I think just elected to the Senate, um, was there. And they were like going down the line, shaking the hands of everyone. And she came over and I was like, who is this? I was like 11 at the time. Um. And, you know, like, yeah, cool, the first lady and the president. But then I got home and my mom was just kind of like, you know, like brought it out of me. She's like, what did you think was cool about her? You know, because my grandparents would never. Yeah. Like, I was they like, are the devil. Like the Clintons yeah. are the devil. Yeah. I was like, you grew up in a pretty very conservative, conservative area. So yeah. I just thought it was so interesting. So and then um, my mom let me get on eBay. And I got like, <laughs> she has to cut this out of here. Uh, she, like, I got like magazines with her on it, and she like right. kind of just let me like read all about her. And I just like quickly became obsessed. And then I was like, yeah. oh, and her husband cheated on her. That mm-hmm. must have sucked. Um, and I was just yeah. like 
itching for her to write a book about it. And then when she published her memoir, I like read it 80 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it like just slowly stuck with me. And like politics aside, I think, you know, she's a very educated woman. She's seen a lot. She's done a lot. And yeah. you just have to respect that aspect of her. I know everyone's going to be like, mm-hmm. F her, you know, she's a yeah. liar, her emails, yeah. whatever else. But I do respect the fact mm-hmm. that she has like done so much and she's been a public servant for almost all her life. Yeah, pretty much her entire life. And she's from Pennsylvania. So like, come on. Yeah. Um, and she did graduate from an all women's college. Isn't she- it like the number one women's college? Um, I'm not sure if it's the number one, but it is like one of the most prestigious ones do you know the name wellesley it is wellesley (laughs) do you know when she graduated oh 60 something yes uh not 62 you're aging her a little bit uh it was 1969 oh dang okay actually um in preparation i i actually a little bit about her. She gave the commencement speech. She did. Um, and she was the first student to ever be chosen by peers like to do it. do it. And if you actually listen to the speech, read the speech, it's actually kind of like a pretty badass speech. I was like, dang, Hillary. Uh, she, yeah, I I like young Hillary. I was like, dang. Yeah. Did young- you know she was actually like a Republican? Yeah, I, I did see that. Switch to Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, hmm, she was in the Young Republican Club. I don't know if it was called Young Republican, but it was definitely like yeah. some sort of Republican club. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weird how that works. Right. <clears throat> Uh, there's a weird theory about uh, political parties that me and Tesla were talking about, but I won't. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that off. Uh, off. Of You've the already podcast. dug into my personal history I enough. Know. So <laughs> next. Um. Well, it sounds like you already had the chance to meet Hillary, yes. but <laughs> if you got to meet her as an adult, what would you do? What would you say? This sounds braggy, and it's really not. No. But um, because of my job, I've gotten to, like, meet a lot of people, and I just get extremely nervous, and I tend to say nothing, which is pretty atypical, Sarah, when it's like, okay, you're in a situation where, like, oh, hey, this is happening. It's cool. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, very nice to meet you. And, like, kind of sound you run psychotic, <laughs> and then I, I just stand there, and which is probably what I would do. Um. And I'll say this. I had the chance to meet the secretary of the army, who's a female. And mm-hmm. I was the only other female in the room with her. Did she, like, make it a point to, like, say hello to you? She, yes. But okay, I didn't ask a question, right? I was at a uh, very small, intimate table. And there was just a lot of conversation mm-hmm. happening. And I didn't feel like I had anything to add to it. Mm-hmm. So I sat there. Yeah. And she quickly... Was like, you had the opportunity to talk to me. Why didn't you? As a female in the room, and I was like, damn. Yeah, why didn't you ask that stereotypical question? Um, ma'am, uh, can you tell tell us what it's like? Um, to be the first female yeah. secretary of the army? Yeah. I actually wanted to know what kind of perfume she was wearing because she mm. smelled delightful. Mm. Um, and of course was in like this pink Versace suit. So I was like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah that's what i do say hi and then stand there yeah and you wonder what perfume they're wearing squander any opportunity given yeah typically what i do man i kind of wish you would have asked that then she might have regretted uh exactly saying that like oh that was that was gonna be your question yeah that was your question not retention for the army Mm. yeah it's hilarious uh Okay, well, let's back it on up uh, to why um, did you go to Mary Baldwin? What led you to Mary Baldwin? I mean, I feel like the answer's been pretty similar for everyone I've talked to because everyone I've talked to has also been in the VWOL program, but was that 
the only reason it was on your radar? Um, so I actually was set to go to Eastern Tennessee State to play soccer. Um, oh. yeah, this is see, division she's getting division what I think two okay. potentially, okay. and I can't remember. I, so we went out there. My wow. grandparents drove me eleven hours, and I like did the badging. I did everything. Yeah. <laughs> Met the team, and okay. panicked. That it was 11 hours away. Because I was like, oh, my family oh, okay. will never visit. Like, they will not, like, yeah. just the way my family set up, it wasn't, like, financially, they just wouldn't be able to come do, like, the parents, all of that. And I was, like, yeah. 11 hours away. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do it. And, my, like, I could just see my grandparents' faces. They were like, oh, man, we'll never see her. So I was like, I'm not doing it. And my mom was like, you're going to school. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I had also applied to Penn State, but it was too close to home. And then mm. went to VMI to do an overnight to play soccer there. And on the way there, my mom, God bless her, was reading about it as I was driving us to Lexington. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. I think she had read some case that a, a female had been spit on or something yeah. heinous. We get there and she sees the girl's haircuts and s- starts in front of the soccer coach crying. And I was like, oh, it's traumatizing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, well, they spit on her here. And I, I was mortified. I got to tell you. And I still talked to her about how embarrassing it was that day <laughs> that she was just. She left me do the overnight and then we got in the car and she's like, absolutely. This is a hard no. Not only will you have to wear a wig when you come home because you're here. <laughs> This is a hard no, Sarah. I don't, like, I want you to go to school, but this isn't it. And yeah. I think while we were there, someone mentioned, well, you know, Deborah, if you don't think this is a good fit for her, there's a program right down the right road. Right down the road. And so I had not applied. And I'm not even kidding. We were a week from school starting. Oh, wow. And they admitted me. And yeah, we're there pretty, I was. I mean, it's a pretty prestigious program, if uh, you couldn't tell. There I was. And I really didn't know about the VWOL thing. They said there was a program. And I got to tell you, like, I do things without knowing really what I'm doing and then just kind of just like, okay. Um, they're like, you want to play soccer? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I was going to play, yeah. you know. And they're like, you want to do this program? You play the clarinet? There's a band. <laughs> and I was like, sure. And then, you know, five months in, they're like, you, can you run two miles? And I was like, I think so. And they timed me and they're like, you want a commission? You can, you know. So you had no clue that not you a, wanted to join the army? Not a point? single idea. Wow, you just stumbled into and it. Literally, the picture of me uh, doing my oath, I'm like, you know, let's. <laughs> and I call my mom and I'm like, hey, I'm joining the army. We don't have to do those Pell whatever grant uh, paperwork anymore because I go to scholarship. And uh, oh. what did Deborah please say? Please edit that out. I did not mean to make that noise. Um. <laughs> She's like, you're an idiot, but okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I went to school with, I think I had $600 to my name from working on the farm that summer mm-hmm. and taped it to the back of my bed in my dorm. And that's like what I had. My parents or my wow. grandparents bought me a little like mini fridge and that was it. And I was like, oh man, we got to do something. So mm. join the army. <laughs> so what was the rest of your college experience like? Uh because obviously you weren't expecting that. Like if you had gone to the other school, I think things probably would have turned out very different just based on the geographical location of it. Not yeah. as diverse, I would assume. Sometimes <laughs> I think that I live like a, a parallel life. There's like what I really want to do. And then there's kind of like what I just stepped into. Yeah. And like, I think after I get out of the army is when my like life will really start. Begin. Yeah. Okay. Um. I get that. I've always wanted to be a funeral director. That's like my goal in life. I know. I'm a good listener and I remember. <laughs> so that is what I will end up doing. And where I get a funeral home, I don't know. Um, but catch me in the hearse. Um, yeah. And like at school, I, like, I, I knew I wanted to be a funeral director. Wasn't a funeral yeah. director program. I yeah. did medical anthropology. Yeah. 
you I remember you talking about being like potentially a coroner once. Yes. Yeah. That but that's so much school. That's like Yeah, a lot of med school. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that great at chemistry. Yeah. So Yeah, chemistry is what um changed me from a pre med route um to <laughs> international. <laughs> I'm glad you said because I didn't remember what you majored yeah. in, but um, that's fine. <laughs> I acknowledge that I have a like crazy memory and I just like remember all these details about so many different people. It's yeah. I mean, it's a maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's a curse. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Kind of <laughs> weird. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Man. Wow. That's fascinating. That really yeah. is fascinating. Like, who knew? I'm actually reading this book called The Midnight Library, and it's about um, when you die, how you are in this, like, in-between life and death, and you're in this library, and the library is full of books of alternate lives. So there's just essentially a ton of books with alternate lives because each choice, you know, that you make impacts your life. and changes your life so it's just this character going through um different choices that they made and choosing like the other option to see how it goes i'm not done with it yet but i don't know that made me think of that like the parallel lives yeah no it's a real thing and i'm currently living it alive yeah that's so interesting because i feel like yeah the army it's weird because I went into college knowing I wanted to be in the army and I thought I'd be in that, you know, for at least the 20 years. And then. No, uh, no, Later. that <laughs> did not happen. Um, I was like, I don't want to do this um, yeah, yeah. anymore. Well, I'm in the reserves, so, you know, it's not that's not valid. Bad. I wish I had the courage to, you know, yeah. step away, but I don't. So, yeah, but also. You know, maybe I could have done this at 42 instead with a <laughs> full retirement. There you but, go. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, I probably wouldn't have been happy. Who knows? You wouldn't have got me on this podcast no. at 42, I got to tell you. So, yeah, you made the right decision. Yeah. I mean, you might have been a general by then. Who knows? Uh, all right. So, next question. Um. So after college, what kind of opportunities have you been able to pursue um, with the Army? So what kind of opportunities has the Army given you? I know you mentioned you're in the D.C. area now. What kind of led you? I know the answer to this, but <laughs> listeners don't. How did you get to the D.C. area? Um, I started in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um and kind of did like the basic jobs that you need. Mm -hmm. um, I also had the opportunity to deploy twice from there. And then I went to Texas. I got to train with the Marine Corps, which is outside of my service or whatever, mm -hmm. um, for a year, which was awesome. And then I moved to Texas. Um, and then I deployed again from there. Um, probably one was, of... Was that when you went to Kuwait? Yeah. Yeah. We were also... We hung out a little bit in Kuwait. Yeah, we I was did. in Kuwait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. There was that, and then I was a company commander, which you know yeah. everyone says it's the greatest job in the army. It, I think, changed me as a person. I wouldn't say it was the greatest job because I was like a mm. hundred pounds and stressed out. But I, you were, thin. I was thin. Good lord. Um. I was fast. Though. Yeah, you were I running was fast. Really I fast. was like, <laughs> I'll catch up. Yeah, I was quick, but I would not catch up. Um. But then from there, I applied to a program called the Joint Chiefs of Staff Internship. I believe it's now rebranded the, oh, it's something different. Abrams Fellowship, Creighton mm -hmm. Abrams maybe. Um, mm -hmm. An Abrams Fellow. Yeah, that's what I am. And through that program, they moved me to D.C. I got a master's degree at Georgetown. And then I had to, excuse me, I already drank all my water. The, uh. <laughs> I offered to give you more. <laughs> then I had to serve two years in the Pentagon. Um, yeah. And one of those years being a general's aide. So that's what I've been doing for a year. Oh, okay. And it, again, I am stressed to the point of no return, but it's soon ending and I'm going to move away again. So mm -hmm. that, I think, you know, the Army has, 
I haven't really had opportunities that I necessarily wanted to do, but I've had opportunities to like be impacted by people and then impact people, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and then for the first, like this is probably the first time it's been my decision to pursue something that's off track, I guess, to broaden. They call it broadening. Yeah. Where do you kind of like envision yourself going with the rest of your career before you get to retire? I say that I don't want to be a general officer, but I think that if enticed, I could do mm -hmm. it. Um, I do mm -hmm. want to be a battalion commander. Okay. Yeah. Which is on my next, that's what I'm on the hunt for right now. So I'll okay. see how it pans out in like four years. Nice. No, I mean, I think you'll get it. Like, I I mean, I'm manifesting it for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just 20 years of my life. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're going to stay in the 20 years and you're going to reach lieutenant colonel, like, why not strive for the battalion command? Because, I mean, it's within your... um. Time frame. Time frame anyway. So, yeah. And I, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. And then I can say I know a battalion commander. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Who called? Victoria? <laughs> Never heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to interview me again? Mm -mm. Um, no. Absolutely nope. not. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move away from the army. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so I am pretty new to the aunt life. Um, I have a nephew, but you have been in the aunt life game for a few years now. Um, ten. Wow. Yeah, ten years ten. already. Mm -hmm. Wow. How has being an aunt changed you? And has it made you kind of think about what your goals of a family are if, if you want a family? Um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Being an aunt is one of the great, and I, I mean that. I'm okay. not even trying to be okay. sarcastic. It's probably like one of the funnest things I've ever gotten to experience. Yeah. And the only downside about my nephew, who, his name is Jace Wayne, but I call him JW. Yeah. Um, he's not an animal person. And, mm. you know, I am a, I have a dog. I have two dogs now. We'll talk about that. But mm. I... Um, I always wanted my dog to like love on this baby. And from like day one, it was toxic. And so <laughs> he just doesn't like animals. Yeah. Um, and, and no fault to his own. He lives on a farm and like animals are used yeah. as, you know, food. So it's yeah. like, no, I don't want to kiss the dog, Aunt Pooh. He calls me Aunt Pooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's the coolest. He's at a cool age where it's like. Mm. You're starting to see who he, like, potentially could become. And it's a little terrifying because he's a little shit. Um, but he's just so smart. And, like, you know, to see unlimited potential is awesome. And, like, just be supportive of whatever he's trying to do in his life. Right now it's he wants me to buy him a dirt bike. Um, so daily I get phone calls about uh, when are we coming, when are you going to Maryland to look at this dirt bike? Um, and it's just like, wow, dude. So he has a chore chart to do, and he's also, like, on suspension with me because he used a vulgar word. Um, and I just will not cave. So he owes me a few things, and then we'll see. Does it make me want to be a parent? Not necessarily. Um, it's nice to, like, have him for the weekend yeah. and then give him back. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. And I, I think that my job keeps me from... I just fear that I wouldn't be the parent that I know I could be right now in my yeah. current status. Okay. If that's a fair answer, I think. That is a fair answer. the most answer. honest assessment no, I, I mean, can give you. I feel very similar. Like, I love my nephew, but I also see how much energy um, it takes for my sister, my brother-in-law, and my mom watches him during the day while my sister's at work. Oh, that's and, awesome that yeah. she... Yeah, which is great for yeah. her. Like that, like, cause she just retired right around the same time, like right before he was born. So I think it's given her a lot of purpose and mm -hmm. I think it's great for her. Um, but yeah, I can see that, 
he's a lot of work, especially he's crawling around now. Like any day, I'm sure he'll start walking and he is all over the place. Like he's super energetic. He's going to be an extrovert for sure. Yeah. Um, he does love animals. Oh, well. He will chase the cats, chase the dogs. Um, even my dog, Olaf, because he's been staying there um, while I've been traveling. And Olaf does really well with him, too, which is good. Good to know. Yeah, right? There you yeah. go. I mean, good to know. Um, but yeah. Um, back to my great memory. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got on this topic, but like several years ago, we were talking about like fostering, like mm -hmm. the process to become a foster parent and adoption. Is that something <laughs> like you still think about, like especially if you do get to a point in your life where you would want to have a family? Yeah. So I was like, uh, and I don't know that I had told you this, but so I was like a month shy and I don't know where to look. Is it at you or the camera? You can look okay. at me. You can look at the camera. I, I mean, oh. it is a conversation. So I go back and forth. Okay. Well, but you can look at me. If that makes you more comfortable, if it doesn't make you comfortable, then look I, at the I camera. I don't know. <laughs> I even have a, like a famous people light on me. Uh, the um, I went through the process when I first moved to D.C. Um, I was a month shy of finishing everything mm -hmm. and doing the classes. And like they came to do the home study and everything associated with it. And my mom called and was like, I have cancer. Mm. Can I stay with you? And go through it. You know, yeah. her doctor was like, you need to quit your job and whatever. So to be a foster parent, you have to have one room dedicated for the yeah. child. And uh, that's where my mom stayed. Um, so I yeah. stopped everything and kind of put it on hold. Um, and I wanted to do it while I was here because it was like the most stability I would probably have. Mm -hmm. Where I wasn't working hellacious hours and I wasn't going to yeah. deploy from the Pentagon. Um do I think that I'll pursue it maybe later in life? I don't think that, again, mm -hmm. I think it's very situational because I had tried it before in Texas and then ended up leaving. You know, I couldn't do it when I was in North Carolina because it was just too chaotic. Yeah. So it's like certain times where I could potentially do it and do it temporarily. Um, maybe. I, I'm not opposed to it. It's just like yeah. life happens around it and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucked. But my mom's fine, so that's good. Uh, yeah. To give not some very sad prognosis, but yeah. she's doing okay. Yeah. And she's moved out, so. Yay. We're glad that Deborah's okay. Yes, Deborah's <laughs> back to being herself. Yeah, thriving. <laughs> thriving again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember when we had that conversation, I just like I was genuinely surprised. Yes. Um, and I can kind of relate to where like my aunt had just gone through like the my aunt and my uncle um were foster parents they fostered to adopt four children because she struggled with like fertility issues mm -hmm. and so yeah so I had a little bit of experience just like from my cousins that um were adopted by my aunt and it really opened my eyes up to like potentially doing that um and always, like, because I do identify as lesbian, like, adoption's always been on my radar anyway. Yeah. For no, family planning. It's, I think it would be an awesome opportunity to provide, again, somebody yeah. with an unstable, mm -hmm. something's unstable around them. Yep. And be a stable person. I think that, that yeah. serves a lot in their life to make it better. And mm -hmm. it's not that I have this overwhelming desire to be a parent. Mind you, everyone was opposed to the idea. Not mm -hmm. a single person was supportive of me trying to be a foster parent. <laughs> Not a one. And I was like, oh. I'm doing it. Yeah. I would have been supportive. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, family-wise, they were like, yeah. mm -hmm. no. You'll get someone crazy and they'll kill you in your sleep. And I'm like, come on. Not a baby. <laughs> and what would have ended up happening with the area, I would have gotten, like, a pregnant 16-year-old is, like, how it yeah. would have played out. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a grandma. And my mom, like, she just was like, Sarah, I just don't think it's the yeah. right. Like, I think you're setting yourself up for, like, mm -hmm. again, unrealistic expectations. But I was ready yeah. to step in and just do it. Yeah. No, I think that's, like, super admirable <laughs> and, and noble. And, you know, just knowing your personality, you might have 
just been like the uh, level of like tough love that, you know. Right. I'm a very, if you didn't know, (laughs) I'm a very structured person. Yeah. And I will do X, X, Y, and Z every day and Mm -hmm. be ruthless about it. Yeah. And uh, as someone who has been one of her mentees, uh, whether she claims me as a mentee or not, uh, she's she's got high expectations and she's not afraid to let you know if you're not meeting them. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. But anywho, yeah, I just thought that was cool. And, you know, I support it if you. Well, thank you. If you eventually do it, I support it. Because, you know, these kids need some tough love, to be honest. I was a teacher, so. (laughs) The only part that was scary was, like, I'd have to cook for somebody else, which was like, (laughs) oh, God. Yeah. Chicken and rice every day? I'm sure they'd get tired of that. Yeah. (laughs) Roasted broccoli? Right. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, that would be scary. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're open to their criticism of it tasting bad, but whatever. Barbecue sauce makes everything taste yeah. better. <laughs> um, okay. All right. We're moving on. Uh, going back to your experience at Baldwin. I know, like, I'm honestly, I had no clue that was how you got there. <laughs> um, would you ever consider, like, say, in a parallel life, since we're on parallel lives, would you consider going to, like, a different all-women's college? Like, did you like the experience of being at an all-women's college? I don't necessarily think I liked it or disliked it. Yeah. I think, you know, there was a lot of cattiness in mm-hmm. the Will program. Yes. That, like, mm-hmm. takes away from what it could be. Mm-hmm. But that's that's everywhere, right? It's not just, like, specific to that. But there is this... And you see it, I see it in the army, where it's like, I could be not on anyone's radar, but you step into a room with another female and it's like, okay, well, like, now we're matched energies. Mm-hmm. And I certainly will match an energy. So if you're, like, sideways towards me, then guess mm-hmm. where I'm going to be? Sideways towards you. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was kind of, like, eye-opening for me because I've never really had girlfriends. I've had one female friend since middle school, who is still my best friend. And we live in the same condo complex in Alexandria. (laughs) Um, But it's never been like that. And so Mm -hmm. when I was exposed to just females, it was crazy, right? Um, And then to be super competitive um, added a a different dimension to it, I think. I was like, oh, my God. Like, oh, Mm. there's you can get rewarded for doing these things? Like, I do this. Um, So it's not that I would be opposed to a female school. I think... just by happenstance, I just ended up at one. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. And it's just like, okay, here we are. Yeah. But yeah, and <laughs> I do think it is like for people who are listening who didn't necessarily go to Mary Baldwin or understand what V-Will is um, or have gone to like other all-women's colleges or co-ed colleges, I think V-Will in itself was like its own animal. Yeah. That, like just stands out and is unique and had its own quirks and was like its own microcosm it of, was and i like yeah. i lived in it so i didn't yeah. i didn't take in it on on me mm-hmm. not to take anything away from mary baldwin but i didn't try to like make friends outside of yeah. v will so it was like i was living this life inside this would you call it a microorganism a microcosm, microcosm. Close enough. Um, <laughs> no wonder under the microscope. <laughs> no wonder you um, didn't study science, right? And thank you for the. So I didn't embellish anything, and and all my and I have made. I will say the one thing I walked away with, and I have never been back since I've graduated. But I'm not the type of person who like, once I'm done mm-hmm. at a place, I'm done and I'm past it. I don't go backwards, and so. The, the okay. five things I've taken with me are Jane, Charmika, Jill, Candy. Is there someone else I'm supposed to mention? No, four people. Um, people? Okay. That are like ride or die in my life. Okay. Best friends. Yeah. 
Nice. Um, if there was a fifth person, I'm sure after this airs, you'll get... You're now uh, removed from my circle of friends. You'll get a text message. <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't that be sure me? Yeah, no, I'm comfortable with four. Okay, cool. All right. If if I think of something, we'll edit yeah. it out. Okay. Um, you know, I am interviewing Jane, so I'm excited for that. If I'm, she doesn't say I'm a friend... I'm pretty We're sure over. she will. I mean, in the, I've seen y'all hanging out and spending a lot of time together. So I'm actually, I'm like, I'm proud of her for going to Yale, but I'm like, this timing is awful. She literally just packed. She moved, right? I know. Yeah. She's literally there. She's at Yale. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to be close to so many people. And Jane was one of the first people that popped in my head. And uh, <clears throat> she's gone. She's out. Yeah. She's like, bye. <laughs> Gotta go to Yale. <laughs> Went to Columbia. Now I'm going to Yale. Right? Let <laughs> me in my education. <laughs> I love you and I support anything no. that you want to do, Jane. No, she's great. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that interview because, I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to laugh just as hard as I'm laughing now or probably harder. Uh, she's not that funny. Don't give her that much credit. Next question. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. So you talked about not having a lot of female friends or female experiences. I'm, I don't know. I don't, I feel weird saying female. Um, you don't have a lot of women, I guess, who at least up until college that you're friends with, but, um, are there any women that currently inspire you? If so, who and why? Good Lord. Um, I briefed you on this question. I know. And I didn't think about it enough. Okay. So I would say that I have this... Before I really had a real life, mm -hmm. I had this like weird obsession... And my mom will attest to this where she's like, there's, you're a little off, Sarah. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> um, when I was like I four years her. old, I don't know who, yeah. if you know who Patty Loveless is, but she's a country singer. Mm -hmm. I legitimately thought I was Patty Loveless. Like I would go around thinking I was this woman and to this day still uh, obsessed mm -hmm. with her. And I, in my office at home, I have a wall of black and white portraits of all the people that I love. And it's all famous people. It's, it is kind of <laughs> weird, you know. 33 and it's, it's creepy um but to name a few there is like there's my circle of friends who i idolize individually and then there's people that i kind of like look up to that that i don't know that i'm mm -hmm. judging based on like an interview or something one mm -hmm. of them happens to be i'll start with faith hill this is from 1998 um got it on ebay Oh, back to eBay. So, right? I like eBay. How dated? Um, <laughs> Amazon Prime. No. Um, Faith Hill was, aside from Patty Loveless, mm -hmm. Faith Hill, for whatever, I was captivated by her. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. When she was a cover girl in 2003, mm -hmm. I pulled her picture from the magazine and I carried it around with me. I still have the picture. Wow. It's folded <clears> up <throat> and I carry around. It's in one of, I don't like, it's not on my wall, like a creepy, but it's, I have a box of stuff that I have from my like youth and I still have the picture. Um, she's just my, my favorite person in the world. And I joke that she's like my, my Jesus. Like that is how significant <laughs> this woman is in my life. And, uh, you know, she doesn't do any music. It's been yeah years for this lady to release an album, but you know, I respect that. She stepped away to raise her mm -hmm. family and to be a mom and to just do other things. Yeah. It wasn't just, I'm a singer and this is who I am. She acts, though, too. She does, yeah. yes. Oh, she did do 1883. Let me give it to her. She did, and yeah. I loved her in it. Um, And then, for the sake of time, I'll say that Mariska Hargitay is somebody else who I mm. just, like, am obsessed with. And yeah. since the beginning of time, I've been, a, like, I'm 10 and watching Law and & Order SVU. And honestly, like, when I had my wisdom teeth out, I like do. I don't know if you've ever had this experience with anesthesia as a redhead. I I didn't have to have anesthesia when I got my. I only had one wisdom tooth oh. that I got taken out. Well, that's weird. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anesthesia and I don't mix, so they have a real hard time waking up. And so they had to give me extra to put me down and then, like, you know, try to get me out of it. Mm-hmm. I was screaming at the top of my lungs that I needed, like, a rape kit done. <laughs> I know that sounds horrific. Oh, my God. I don't you know. Traumatized I was traumatized by law and order. Nurses. I know. These nurses and doctors were like. They were like, uh, and it was my mom's friend is the surgeon, and she was like, Jesus, like, is she okay? Like, what has happened to her? And Law and Order SVU, baby, it was, and still is a very <laughs> prominent thing in my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still going. It is. And she's just, from what I can tell, I don't know her personally, but like yeah. just her persona, I'm like attracted to. I think she's an awesome person. Yeah. And she does a lot of good with what she's been blessed with, you know, yeah. as far as being famous and having a lot of money yeah it's not just like um really me i'm rich and pretty it's like oh let me start a foundation and talk about causes that matter yeah doing yeah actually doing something with her platform yeah absolutely yeah no i remember you're a big fan of faith hill and um i um my favorite country artist like who i was obsessed with was (laughs) I know it really bothers you because it is Shania Twain. I know they're like they were like I feel like they were very much pitted against each other during the time frame that they came up. But yeah, because it's like a blonde versus brunette thing. Yeah, I mean I've always liked brunette. And you know what? It really, honestly, she's talented and she's a great songwriter. Mm -hmm. She's like very much an artist. Yeah. But she said when Tim McGraw's lap at something, and I was just seething because if you didn't know, listeners, that Faith Hill is married to Tim McGraw. And I took it personally, like, hmm. as a 12-year-old. I was like, this yeah. hussy. Yeah. I guess. Not any man of yours, Shania Twain. No. No. Um, but it does bother me when people say they like Shania Twain over Faith Hill. To this day, I yeah. look at you differently. Yeah. I mean, I'll never apologize. <laughs> That's it's just okay. how it is. Uh, okay. Come on over was my first uh, CD that I ever had. Um, funny story, my aunt, um, before she got me the CD as a gift, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing, um, she recorded it onto a tape. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of our listeners probably know what those are, uh, onto a cassette tape. And there's only so much space on a cassette tape and we were going on a road trip to Nags Head, North Carolina, with like the entire family. And so we're playing through and come on over is a it's a long album. Like there's a lot of songs on there. And uh, we get to the end of that side of the cassette tape. And then there were still three more songs that should have played when you switched it to the other side. And uh, <laughs> um, she switched it to the other side and it's the Dixie Chicks. Now the chicks. Um, Way better than Shania Twain. So, And I was pissed. <laughs> I think I, I might have been nine, maybe. And I was so upset. I like, I honestly, I was a brat as a child. Um, but that's a fact. I was a brat. I don't know what happened between then and now. But um, yes, I was a brat. And I made such a fuss. I was like, where are three songs? <laughs> I had to pull over the car and like spank you, spank I Spank me yeah. on the side Good. of the road. And then it was just me crying the rest of the night. And, and yeah, eventually I did get the full CD as a gift. Oh, but, well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how much I loved Shania Twain. I knew... That there were supposed to be three more songs. There's three more songs on this cassette. And for some reason, I held a grudge against the chicks for, like, the longest time. Because of that. Because of that. But obviously, I love them. They make great music. Um, But yeah, for I just held a grudge against them for no good reason. It's a travesty, (laughs) because they're great. Yeah. Anywho, um, you were caught recently. You weren't caught. You posted it. Uh, at the Eras tour, um, instant regret posting it. Yeah, uh, I am a Swifty, but 
I guess you just were there. Like, <laughs> how did you get there? <laughs> it was very unexpected. I was like, what is she doing exactly. there? And why is she posting about it? Why does she look happy? <laughs> so I did go. <clears throat> um, not that I am. I know old Taylor Swift. Like when yeah. she's singing Country about Taylor. Tim McGraw. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I feel like you have to respect the Tim McGraw song at least. Maybe. It, it kind of made me like a little pissed. I was like, who is this singing about Tim McGraw? But if yeah. you like, why don't I have this uh, Why didn't album? I? But yeah, if you re-listen to it, it's not like she's into Tim McGraw. I took it as she's like, likes Tim McGraw. And then I took Faith's side clearly. Um, But it's not even about that. It's like, no, it's just when not. you think about him, think about this time yeah. of my life. Um. Yeah. I have always respected Taylor Swift. Do mm -hmm. I like vocally think that she's the greatest? No. No. Um I had one of my friends at work was like I have Eras tickets to her hometown mm -hmm. show in Philadelphia. And I was like, "Oh, mm -hmm. like sounds great." And she's like, "No, do you want to go?" And then I kind of faked that I was like into Taylor Swift. <laughs> so I show up there. We meet yeah. in Philadelphia after work. Um and I got to tell you, I had like a mini, like a jean skirt on. I knew to dress mm -hmm. girly. Yeah. But then I like didn't know anything about like the friendship bracelets. I was so out of my element. Yeah. Um, The sequins, the pink, the. Yeah. Oh. And I was mesmerized at just like the fandom. Yeah. Um, and it's how intense. touched people were. Like when she came out sobbing was happening around me oh, i was yeah. like oh my gosh so i have to respect that you know yeah. i respect her as a person i think she's awesome i think she's mm -hmm. good for people to like that's mm -hmm. someone that's like a wholesome person to be like oh i love yeah. taylor swift you know yeah, yeah so she dates a lot of guys get off her back who cares yeah but like she's fundamentally a good person mm -hmm. and i was like this is cool and yeah. so i like started to fall for like the the yeah. swiftiness of it. I was yeah. like enchanted. Yeah. Uh, and I did, right? You were like, you enchanted. Like that? Um, and I knew way more songs than I thought I would as well. There was a lot yeah. of like new stuff I didn't know yeah. from that Midnight's. album about it's Yeah. I Midnight's. knew that one. There we go. Midnight. But that's the only song I knew from that. Yeah. Um But I was I was surprised at myself. Um yeah. and it was one of the oh, dangerous mm. to say that it's one of the best shows i've seen wow in a state okay <laughs> yeah you're like i have to clarify i have to clarify stadium. yeah she put on a really good show and yeah. like i just spit on your microphone i think that it's, it's it was cool i and it was free so no, like it was cool <laughs> um yeah just to experience it with people i think that was no. the coolest part of it yeah, no, this is the third time I've seen her. My and, lord. Yeah, it's it's funny. She, like, no matter how many times I've seen her, each time, like, she finds a way to, like, reinvent her show and yeah. make it even better and somehow, like, personal, like, still have, like, that personal connection with fans, which I think is great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am a, I am a Swifty. Hardcore, so. so is Jane. Um, yeah, I can't My wait. My God. Yeah, you best believe. It'll be a topic. Um. Jane and I will be talking about the Ares tour. That's why I specifically didn't want to interview her until after she went. Yeah. Yeah. I also missed her again. Yeah, she she went was in to, Colorado. She went to the Denver show and I was gone at that point. So, yeah. It's just not lining just up. The stars really are see not you. aligning. Just kidding. She does want to see. Um, all right. Speaking of concerts, this is where we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up here. Um, no, this has actually been really fun. <laughs> uh, which I wasn't surprised that it was going to be fun, but I think you are a little surprised. Um, we do have the fact that we both love concerts in common. I mean, we have been to a concert together, Brandy Carlisle. Yes. Who is vocally talented. <laughs> yes. And lyrically talented, to be honest. And she's like a yeah. killer guitar player. Yeah. I mean, and I just love her outfits for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I I love like, I love her like country inspired outfits. Yes. They're the best. When I saw her in, uh, at the Ryman, mm -hmm. man, it was great. 
Anywho. If you don't know who that is, you need to. Yeah, if you don't know who that is, just um, look her up. You won't regret it. Like, it's like magic for your ears. Her voice is like there's no one else who has a voice like her. That's very true. Yeah. And just another good person. Yeah. Another great person. And she's a lesbian. And she's a lesbian. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, we need our our heroes, too. (laughs) What more could you want? I need my heroes, okay? Um, (laughs) Anywho, back to the concerts. You've been to quite a few concerts lately. Um, What have been some of your favorites? Do you have any concerts lined up that you're going to go to? Ooh. So yeah, like music is again a parallel life. I if I could sing, that's yeah. what I'd do. I you mean, know, like you could sing something on here, and then we'll play it back later, and we'll see. We're absolutely not. You will <laughs> never record footage of me singing <laughs> to use against me. Um, I uh, so to just name like my favorite concert of all time. Sure, Faithful and Tim. I saw them in Vegas and yeah. it was like an amazing time. I think what I also love about going to concerts is I will take people and like give them the time of their life. Like we're <laughs> sitting where we're catching sweat or like yeah. I'm like yeah. in the front row. But I also like will take people that wouldn't necessarily like have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So I will take a family member. I t- I've taken my sister on multiple trips where mm-hmm. it's just like, you want sister trip? Yeah. Um, and she's always down for a free ticket. Um, yeah, make that the yeah. the well, thing of this. Like <laughs> when I'm talking, like my sister's free ticket. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we I saw I had the opportunity to see Dolly Parton, which oh, oh my god, I wow. sat in the front row for that. I was yeah, not I don't blame it. you. When I was on active duty, I too bought those kind of tickets. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna enjoy yeah. it and like. But recently, so I, the chicks were in Maryland. I was supposed to see them last Tuesday. They canceled because mm. of an illness. Um, then I flew to Vegas to see Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, she's on my list. Holy, that her was vocals top as well. Three yeah. I've ever and seen, and just a good person. Good person, amazing artist, and she's going through that you know divorce album. Yeah, I was, I too went through a divorce that night. Um. <laughs> along with her uh, in solidarity <laughs> and then i saw adele i didn't post anything but i saw adele wow which... yeah i was gonna ask because i saw but then i saw kelly clarkson so i just assumed yes wow i congratulations. did and then i did adele wait welcome yeah. to the i've seen adele live club and i gotta tell you i think it probably would be the only time i'd ever go back to one of her shows just like i've experienced it but Kelly, I'll give it to Kelly Clarkson. She showed out and mm-hmm. was an amazing entertainer. Um, I saw Brandy earlier, like last month she was here. Yeah, Wolf Trap. And then... Yep, I missed that. I, like a couple weeks. To go to Vegas, I forfeited my pink and Brandy Carlisle ticket with my family in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I missed it, um, unfortunately. Well, so pink is on my list to maybe catch her in the United States while she's here this summer and fall. Yeah. Um, I currently have now ex- expunged, expended all my tickets that I have lined up. I've been to quite a lot this summer, and so... You have. You've been very active. Yes. Oh, and I went and saw Winona Judd, which was oh, probably... Yeah. I saw that. Oh, yeah. I saw her twice. So I went to Kentucky to see her, and I only traveled to Kentucky. It was her home show. Yeah. I had had tickets before her mom had killed herself to see the Judd's final show. So I already had a ticket because... They were inviting guests to open for them, mm-hmm. and it was fake. And so I was mm. like, she just hasn't sang in 10 years. I'm going, and I'm sitting in the front row. And then, you know, I don't know if you're a Judd's fan, but Naomi had killed herself. And so the oh, show yeah. was, like, postponed, and then Winona yeah. still went with it. I went to Kentucky. Not only did Martina McBride open, Ooh. Faith Hill was the guest to sing with Winona. Wow. And freaking Brandy Carlisle showed up. Yeah. And so I was like, all of my dreams are coming true. Yeah. That's like a legendary lineup. It was a great time. And and I had my sister with me. So it was awesome. And then I saw, I took one of my friends from work who hadn't been to a concert in like 20 years. And she was like a 
low-key Judd's fan. So when you oh, when nice. you find one that's yeah. like a, a fan, you have to take them. And yeah. I actually saw them at uh, George Mason. Mason. George <laughs> It is George Mason. It is George Mason. You know, it's George Madison. Is that a school? James, James Madison. Madison. Damn. Different... Uh, Virginian. Sorry. That's close to that's close to Mary Bowen, right? Jamie yes. Harrison. Uh, yep. See, it's all coming back to me. Yep. I saw her at your my school. school. Yeah. Cool. My yeah, I start classes soon. So good concert venue for low key concerts. Um yes. and I think that's really I've seen like off people people wouldn't know who they were, like concerts. So. Yeah. That's um but yeah, I like music. I like to go to concerts. Nice. Yeah. I so do I. So do I. Um, yeah, that's what we have in common. That's how we saw Brandy. Brandy together. Yeah. We also ha- are redheads and yeah. we run, so. Yeah. Uh, one of us runs much slower than the other. <laughs> uh, are you going to run the Army 10-miler? I am. I have to have surgery, unfortunately, on my ankle. Oh, so there's a chance that... Might be faster than me. Probably not. Pro- probably not. Uh, <laughs> still, I will I will be won't. a para-Olympian before I let you beat me into... <laughs> <laughs> I will train on those, those wheelchairs before I let you beat me. Yeah. Um, uh, so I have okay. to have that done, and I, I'm hoping just six weeks off, and then okay, I'll be back at it. Um, you're probably gonna be excited to know that both Harrison and I will be there. Um, you can once again get another picture with greatness and excellence. Um, who I mean, you helped create. Like, I mean, you should be proud. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, in the pilot, um, we tell the listeners that we'll be at the Army Ten Miler. So, it sounds like it's gonna be me. It's gonna be Amanda Harrison from the pilot, the one with the weird accent. <laughs> you have to remind people she's the one with the weird accent. And this person that you're probably wondering why (laughs) we are even friends with her still based on the way she treats us um sarah mcfarlane so listeners keep an eye out if you see two redheads one running very fast the other running very slow uh uh, that's probably us um feel free to stop us and take a picture we'll sign absolutely not absolutely (laughs) not you might i will act like i don't know you um yeah she says that now (laughs) she means it okay well i mean honestly this has been a lot of fun uh normally i ask if people want to share like how to follow them on social media but i'm pretty certain you don't want that so not really unless you're into like dogs and a 10 year old kid who like does wild things in the nature yeah so pretty much sarah says don't don't follow me yeah don't find me don't don't reach out her um but you know i'm she'll at least be tagged in the stories uh with the promotional clips so you're welcome But okay, thank you. Uh, you know, she won't admit this, but she was really nervous about it. And she did great. Um, I didn't want to yeah. do it. Our, it. If you can't tell, our rapport is very strong, um, partially because I'm such a great listener. Uh, and that's how I got all my material for my questions. Yeah, you, she did not lift one finger. <laughs> I read the description in the yeah. post. Hey, she <laughs> added... <laughs> She follows the podcast on Instagram. So, I mean, that's probably the most I could ever ask from her. Maybe one day she'll, like, double tap a post, probably her own. Um. (laughs) I'm going to share it, too, to get all the likes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) With my three followers that are all family. So, you're welcome. Yeah. But, yeah, this has been fun. Um and maybe the Jane episode will top this one. Who knows? She is going to Yale, so she's got, she's got that over you. Yeah, I was going to be rude, but I'm not. Jane, no. Yeah. Um, Jane, she did say that she's funnier than you, so 
That's a given. Those are fighting words. <laughs> uh, I'll be sure to ask you and see um, see what your thoughts are about that. But yeah, so stay tuned for uh, the episode with Jane Chadwell where she can rebut that claim made by Sarah. Okay. And Amanda Harrison, I didn't target you. Yeah. <laughs> You're weird. Yeah. She just said when you do the wrong thing. <laughs> I wasn't going to say you. it. <laughs> she wasn't going to say I it, but I, I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. All right. Say bye to the people. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Girls School podcast. But before class is over, please take a moment to subscribe or leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts. If you enjoy video content, head over to our YouTube channel at All Girls School Podcast, where you can watch and listen to each episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Girls School Podcast, and you can email us questions, stories, and more at the All Girls School Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for today. Class is dismissed.